ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Show. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and today my guest is Jen Zerbrig, coming to us from Kelowna, BC. Jen is a wife and mother of two wonderful little girls with a back, and she has a background in hospitality. She's passionate about empowering other shift working families with tools to let their light shine with simple nutrition solutions and growing their own food. And she does this through her home-based business. So welcome to the show, Jan. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited and honored to be here with you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Now I am, I did, I admit, I read that little um, blurb that you sent me, but it in a way, I mean, I know I've had conversations with you already, and I know that you are all about people and family. And I think if you could just start by telling us how you got into a network marketing business, a home-based business um, from the hospitality industry. Yes. Well, you know, honestly, I wasn't looking for anything. I was a stay-at-home mom. I had left hospitality at that point, and I was a tired mom. And uh, just super tired. I would nap and my kids would nap. And a girlfriend shared with me the nutrition side of the business and it made sense. So, you know, as soon as we started fueling our bodies with whole food plant powders, I was feeling better. I was having more energy. I was seeing what was happening with my kids. So I just started sharing it with family and friends, never thinking it was a business, just (laughs) really wanting to help others because I have a servant's heart always wanted, you know, that motherly spirit. And it just kind of happened to be honest, but then, you know, fast forward a few years later, when my husband, who's still in hospitality, is still doing the shift work, we had an opportunity to move companies, which meant moving provinces. Mm. And this little sort of side thing that I wasn't really taking serious was paying an income to me. And I was able to really, you know, be there for our family for that move and not have that stress of the financial aspect because it continued to grow. And I realized, oh, this is, you know, this is amazing. We have this little nest egg growing here that I didn't even realize. And then I began to take it more seriously like a business. Awesome. And actually, now your girls are how old now? They're nine and 11. Right. So they're a little more independent. I mean, they still need mom and they, and believe me, even when they're grown up, they still need mom. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, when you say, and this is a really key piece for me, because I'm a network marketer and I love the industry. I love the model, but it's not for everybody. But if you get it and you feel it and, and, um, And I I call it having like a a strong uh, MLM blueprint. Mm -hmm. So you believe in the model, then it, it just makes sense. But when you said, you know, when you moved out West and, you know, you started to take it more seriously as a business, it, there is that switch, isn't there? Because when you treat it as a hobby, it doesn't quite 
mean the same thing. It doesn't come out the same way when you talk to people as when you're serious about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think too, for us, when it's a hobby, it pays you like a hobby. Yeah. Right. And then you have the choice to give it more attention and give it more focus as a business. And it will start paying you like a business. Mm -hmm. And that was such a, a, you know, eye opener to me because it was my husband who looked and said, you know, this little side thing, (laughs) it's really making a difference. You know, it's making a difference in helping other people, but also financially for us. And that was the switch that needed to happen for me to be able to then say, okay, what can I do to build more relationships and more connections so that this could grow as a full-time business opportunity and not have to, you know, look to go back to hospitality. Now that the kids, like you mentioned, they're older, they may not need me as often because they're at school, but I don't wish to go back to that shift work life and that hospitality life. It's far, far too hard on the family. Yeah, totally. Um, the, the other thing then that you just mentioned that um, a lot of people have uh, struggles with is having your partner understand it and, and um, respect what you're doing as a business. So I see that as you're very lucky. Absolutely. I have, um, unfortunately a few friends who do not have the supportive, um, partnership in that way. And I feel very blessed with my husband. I mean, we were best friends first, so I think that always is helpful. Um, but we also used to work together in hotels. That's how we met. So he knows, um, both sides of that for me. And it does, it does mean a lot to have that supportive core. And if you don't have it at home, I always say, you know, who, in your life, can you lean on to be able to say, you know, I might need a little bit of extra help here while I'm building this. Can you help with the kids? Can you help fill in um, if you don't have that immediately with you at home? Right. And so, yeah, very lucky. That was right on cue. My husband called. (laughs) His ears are ringing. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I should have moved that phone out of the room. I apologize. Um, So um, your business as all well, today, really, business is about know, like, and trust, build relationships, um, you know, do business with people that it feels right. It's always been that way for me, but not everybody. Um, so you're in the business of um, talking to people. Mm-hmm. And where do they come from for you? Where do you build relationships? That's a great question. I would have said, oh, I don't know. <laughs> You know, back in the day when we didn't really use social media as much, it was hard to meet people outside of work. Yeah. But what I find is I started using social media as a platform to invite people to my house to do healthy living events. So we actually get together on Saturday mornings and we build salads in a jar or we make protein balls. We have a conversation around health. We, but the kids are welcome. I always welcome kids because nice. I have kids. It makes it simpler. Um, and that's kind of how it started a few years back. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the two years we've just gone through with the pandemic, I wasn't able to host people in person. So I had to kind of switch gears and find other opportunities for connecting. And a lot of that has been through social media, just showing up consistently every day, finding different groups to be able to connect with like-minded people, um, groups within our community so that I know once we were able to be in person again, we could then meet people in real life. Um, 
So social media has definitely played a much bigger part over the last couple of years in order to do those reach outs and find new people to talk to. And I'm blessed that, you know, I'm able to ask people in my life, who do they know? You know, who do you know that might also resonate with, you know, needing some uh, health solutions or wanting to grow their own food? And I've received a lot of beautiful referrals and connections like you and how you and I met was originally through a mutual friend. Um, So that's been really a great way to grow, too. So um, uh, do you have a favorite um, and go to uh, social media platform that's worked that works for you? Um, I primarily right now am using Instagram and Facebook. Okay. However, I've just been introduced to a new app called Nextdoor. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And that has been within the last week, I've opened up conversations with about 15 new people in my neighborhood. <laughs> that's the beauty <laughs> of Nextdoor, right? Yeah. So that's, that's been really lovely. Um, but I do love Facebook for the groups because we have a lot of mom groups that are local to us so we can connect with other moms and we have healthy living groups and gardening groups. So Facebook's been really good for that. And what would you say is your, and by the way, next door, I thought was an American organization. So they've now come here, have they? Cause I didn't know that they were in Canada. Um, I yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's you just open up the app and it downloads right away and you put in your location and it finds p- groups or people around you and you can make a post like, hi, I'm here. I, I didn't get too in depth with where yeah. I lived, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. in Sloan, it's a small town. So, yeah. Um, so um, what would you say? OK, so, you know, we have to be so careful about pitching um, on whatever social media platform you're on. Um, I still myself, I know you, I I knew you were going to say Instagram and, and I was surprised, but Facebook's huge for groups. So I get that. Um, So, but you're, um, I'm thinking a millennium. Yeah, I'm a little past, a little older than 10X. Right? I don't even know. Whatever. Okay, whatever. It's like my daughter, Gen X, I think. Anyway, so that's more Facebook and Instagram than anything else. But um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say, so what do you find to be um, like if you were giving my audience tips about how to build relationships on either of those platforms or both of those platforms, what works? What works for you? What works for me is when I see there's a connection. So if I, if I meet someone within a group or if I am on Instagram and I see another account that I relate to or someone who's in the area, I voice message them through the messenger service, either on Facebook messenger, or Instagram messenger. I always send a note saying how I found them. You know, I found you in this group and I was intrigued by what you were saying or asking or vice versa. I came across your page here on Instagram and I, I, I love your platform and we have similar interests because we both love to garden, but I'll leave it in a voice note because I feel as though everybody is texting. It's so quick and fast and people miss it. And copy and paste and it's not personal. And I always want to show up authentically and make it a personal connection. So I really go to voice note and the amount of times I get the message back. Wow. Thanks for taking the time to voice note me or thanks for the personal message. And really it's just, you know, it's just opening that door of the journey of knowing whether or not there's a connection there in some form. Um, What's voice note? when you like a voicemail so you you record your message so so i know on facebook messenger but i didn't know you could do that on instagram 
Yes. The only difference is Instagram cuts you off at a minute. <laughs> I thought Facebook did that. Not anymore. Now oh. you can ramble on forever, which is probably not a great thing. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's okay. Um, um, yeah, so I do it occasionally and I do it on text messaging too, but I'm so bad at it. It's not, it's like, it's just the angle and the doing it on your phone and all of that. But, but I do agree with you that because sometimes I, you know, I'm older than you, I'll use the phone and I'll leave a voice message. Now there's a risk because people don't always listen to their, their voice messages anymore. But, um, uh, but I do agree with you that when they hear your voice and they can hear your emotion and they can hear your, you know, it's just so much better than that. No emotion that comes with, with um, messages. And yes, on Facebook and Instagram, yes, you can use cute emojis and that gives some emotion, but it's not the same. Not the Absolutely. Same. It makes it much more personal. And now, you know, I agree with you with the voicemail and picking up the phone. A lot of us say, Oh, the phone feels so heavy. I can't just pick it up, but that does make a really nice connection too, to be able to call someone and actually have a conversation. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I'm prompted. Sometimes I get a, a voice in my head that says, just call them. Mm -hmm. And so I'll pick up the phone and I'm surprised when they answer, but I'm so <laughs> thankful. And I go, you know, I didn't expect you to answer. Thank you so much. Do you have a minute, you yeah. know, for a quick conversation? And that uh, that's, I think is really important to ask them if they have the time to talk to you. There's my phone dinging again. Absolutely. Asking that permission. Yeah, exactly. So all right. So you've done your little um, voice note and people have responded. Now, how, how long do you go in, in engagement before you take it off there and to a private call or a Zoom or a coffee date if you're in the neighborhood or whatever? Um, I think it's case to case, to be honest. I mean, if it's depending on why we first connected, if it was something where someone was asking a question in a group and needing help with, you know, their child who is sick all the time or, or whatever the case is, then it just depends on if it's then, you know, would you like to hop on a virtual chat or, you know, go, like you said, go meet in person at a coffee or come to one of my salad jar parties or come learn about the gardening tool. So I would say on average, it's probably a few messages back and forth and then asking if they'd like to learn more or meet. It just really depends on the initial reasoning for connecting. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. So um, do you think, like when you bring people into your business, and they want to um, be a, uh, uh, an affiliate or whatever you call them in your company uh, with the company that you're with, do you find that, they, that people are still not sure how to talk to people? Like I have people who say, well, what do I say? Even on a, you know, a message on, on text or on uh, Facebook Messenger, well, what do I say? Mm hmm. Yeah, it always trips people up still to this day. And I always just say, what would you say to your best friend? What would you say to your mom if you were trying to help them with something? And it's really getting out of your head and into your heart. Oh, you know, so just yeah. really digging deep into why are you even sending them a message or picking up the phone call the phone to call them? And I mean, I've done, it's been six years. There's still times where I go, Ooh, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> I am not perfect. I do not have perfect scripting for everything, but it's sometimes even myself, I have to take a deep breath and just think, 
But I also feel like sometimes that's just a reminder of when something is um, scary or feels new or different, it's just reframing it and thinking of it from a different aspect. And how would you want to be asked? Mm -hmm. You know, my girlfriend who approached me when she saw that I was a super tired mom, I'm sure she didn't even think she was selling me something. Mm. She just looked at me and said, uh, you're not supposed to really nap when your kids are napping. <laughs> you're not babies anymore. <laughs> you're not, you know, in your senior years, you can, you don't need to be napping. So it was very lighthearted and easygoing. And I think it's just what it needs to be. People just need to share as they're living their life versus trying to sell something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great advice. So as, and was this your first uh, foray into the world of network marketing? Uh, ish. We had a little, a little sprinkling of it about a decade ago and it didn't, uh, it didn't go anywhere. We were, you know, brought into another company and it kind of sounded interesting. Together, together, you and your husband? My husband and I, yeah. We did. And it sounded interesting and we, we didn't really have any guidance or training or expertise, so to speak. So it didn't lead to much. And but it also didn't leave a bad taste in our mouth either. It was just yeah. kind of like, meh, okay, that didn't work. Move on. Yeah, no, that's good. That's really good. Um, do you have um, uh, influencers or that's the wrong word in this case, but um, experienced people in the industry that you follow, that you look up to, that you take their training, so to speak, whether it's directly or indirectly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few, actually. I work with a coach named Fraser Brooks. Oh, yes. And he's wonderful. English, right? Is he English? Uh, yes. And yes. so he's, he's great. I mean, he talks super fast. Yes, he does. I've listened to him on a podcast. He talks really fast. Yes. But I've learned a lot, especially with the, as you're asking, you know, I don't know what to say. Yeah. He's very good at opening those conversations and moving those conversations forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a few like within my own company who yeah. have been quite successful that are on my team. And so yeah. we're able to connect and, and learn from each other that way. Um, so what would you say was, okay, so I'm going to go back for a second. So you, I think were very smart in saying, okay, um, I used to be in the hospitality industry and I know that, you know, so many jobs in that industry are, are shift work. So I want to talk to those people because I've been there, done that. Mm -hmm. And so you found a niche market now you're also doing more generic thing on, on Facebook and Instagram. How are you approaching the shift workers? Same or like, are there groups out there for that? Or I, you know, there are actually, there are a lot of shift work groups. There's a lot of hospitality nurses, you know, people who, who work all hours in industries that never close is basically what our industry is. And you know, groups on Facebook for that. So being able to support them, but I honestly, it took me a while to kind of narrow down my quote unquote niche for social media, because I didn't ever want anyone to feel left out. (laughs) You want to, you want to help everyone. But when I looked at our life and how the simple changes we've made have impacted our life, it made sense to then say, okay, who else is a family like us, you know, with, with kids, babies to teens, where one or two parents are still in the industries of, of shift and what is their day look like? 
right? And how can I help shift that for them? So it's been, yeah, I feel as though that's been the main shift for most of my social platforms. And I was even at a coffee meetup this morning and, and uh, they said, you know, what do you do? And I, I don't, didn't know anyone or what their background was. So I very openly said that I help shift workers because I feel as though that's a niche that speaks to me, but it's also, it is so many people right now. Well, and it's a really good thing for you to do. I, I think so that people remember you when they hear about their friend complaining about night shift all the time now, and they can't stand it anymore. And here's you who've been there, done that. And so I like that. I think that's great. And I think that your, um, your social media posts, if they get to be around that and the been there, done that, you know, how would you, you know, all of those things that, that you struggled that you struggle with on um, shift work, like reading your kids a story and falling asleep at the same right. time, you know, stuff like that. Those are the kinds of things that I think um, will really help you uh, in your yeah. business. Yeah. So I think that was very smart. Yeah. And it feels right for you. It, it, it fits. Absolutely. And it, as soon as, you know, my business coach and I kind of said, wait a second, you know, your, yeah. your niche is you. Um, it clicked, right? Like you all of a sudden have that aha moment and yeah. think, oh yes, that's, that's us. And I know how to be able to help that yeah. certain group of people. Yeah, absolutely. So as you've been in this industry a few years now, what would you say your biggest aha, was it that, or was it something else about, you know, how to, um, be successful, uh, in your home-based business? I think it was, you know, when you really just, for me, I think it was our move Mm -hmm. gave me the biggest aha, because then I realized that it really was giving us an income. And if I gave it more attention, what could it do? Yes. And it just allowed us to start dreaming again, you know, start making goals again. What could we do? So I think, you know, my biggest piece of advice to anyone in network marketing is just don't quit. It's going to be a roller coaster. Expect it to be a roller coaster. Like any entrepreneur, if you're in network marketing or not, your business is never, you know, up the mountain. Like you think it's, it's up and down and valley and around and you get thrown curveballs like crazy. But the beauty of something like network marketing is when those curveballs get, you know, thrown at you, that business is still here. That income can still be there as long as you consistently touch it every day and consistently work the business, Mm -hmm. even in the dip, like don't quit in the dip, just longevity equals credibility and stick with it. Yeah. That's what one of, um, one of, um, my mentors always said, don't quit on a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't quit on a bad day. And, um, so I was looking at, at the quote on your wall, but that wasn't it. Do you have a favorite quote that that um, takes you through or that you've always used or anything like that? Yeah, I have a few that run through my head, but um, recently it's one that I share a lot with my team and it's um, it's by Les Brown. Yes. And it's too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. Mm. He's amazing. So yeah, that, that's so good. We're stuck in that limited mentality and we're not, we're not breaking through and believing we can do it. 
Right. Mm-hmm. In so many aspects of our life, right? Especially, and especially this last two years. I mean, there's been a lot of fear in many ways, but if we think back to, you know, when we were kids or look at your kids where that really they typically feel like the sky's the limit. And at some point, you know, that shifts for us in adulthood and we fear a lot of things. And if you just start, you know, focusing on the dreaming part and get excited, then that fear, that little pit in your stomach is much like gets smaller and smaller every day. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, the, are you a reader or a listener or? I, oh gosh, I'm a terrible reader. I have about seven books stacked on my bedside. (laughs) Most of them are a few pages in my favorite books though. I have two that I read religiously every single day because they're quick. They're one pagers in their daily inspiration. So I have one from Robin Sharma called the daily inspiration and I love his, and they're just quick little snippets and a year of miracles from uh, Marianne Williamson. Yeah. That's another one that's really beautiful to read. So those are on my side table along with a bunch of novels and self-help books and self-growth books and business books. But those are my top two that I make sure I, I make time for every day. So I'm going to guess the answer to this question, but I like to ask my guests towards the end of the conversation. I like to ask my guests um, a two-part question. First part is, do you think, because curiosity is my favorite word and I love being curious. And that's why I love doing my podcast and talking to um, different people all the time. So do you think that curiosity is innate or learned? And part two, what are you most curious about right now? Hmm. You know, I haven't, I haven't given a whole lot of thought to curiosity mm-hmm. until recently I heard Brene Brown speak. And she said, when you switch judgment to curiosity, mm-hmm. instead of judging a situation, which I know I have been guilty of many times, really saying, I'm curious about that. Wow. <laughs> I'm wondering about that. So I don't, I'm not sure if it's innate or learned really. I think I think that again, as kids, we're really curious. We explore things they would, you know, with their hands visual. Um, and again, I feel like that gets lost in the shuffle as we age. So the more we can get curious about people and, and get to know what makes people tick, I think is, is really interesting. I think that's one reason why I love our type of business too, is because you can get to learn about so many different people and kind of what makes them tick and what makes them excited. Um, so yeah, but I always, I I've been really working on that, like switching from judgment to curiosity and just asking the question, Hmm, I wonder curious about that. (laughs) So is that what you're most curious about these days or do you have a subject that you're curious about at all? Oh, um, I think just overall people in general, right. It's really getting to know. And that's why I'm, I'm trying to say yes to more things and more opportunities so that I can, you know, explore more people's personalities and, and their passions and how I can help serve them. So more curious, I guess my curious about people. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think that the more we do it, the more, I I don't know about you, but like I, I have a strong intuition. I pretty much have to go with my gut on most things. And my, I am, I've always been a curious person. And so I was the kid that said, why, 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 you know, like tell me more, or I'll ask questions of people that, 
they sometimes they're not expecting people I've just met, you know, I'm having a conversation with them. And in five minutes, I can figure out, you know, who I think they are now. Yes, it's my opinion, but it's just whether it works for me or not, whether I, you know, um, I know I want to talk to them again or not based mm-hmm. on the conversation. And um, actually it was interesting. I had a conversation with a guy yesterday that I'd met on a zoom screen in a, in a breakout room. Correct. And um Uh, last week and he's in the Philippines he's English actually but he lives in the Philippines and we had our sort of initial conversation how we could maybe help each other whatever we talked for about half an hour and then um I I wasn't sure I'm still not sure if there's anything that I can do but I said to him you know where would you like to go from here you know is there anything I can how can I best support you and and his answer which I thought was really good was um let's book another Zoom call. Because what he said after that was, you know, this is really just the beginning of getting to know someone and you're not gonna push something one way or the other until you've got more information. Mm-hmm. And so he, what, I just thought that was, that was really cool because so often now people go from, you know, zero to a hundred and uh, in the first conversation. So yeah. yeah that's and, that's um, great. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting, but then I had to think twice, and I thought, hmm, do I want to talk to him again? <laughs> no, I wasn't sure. You know, right. the ball's in my court, so I, you know, there you go. Anyway, well, this has been fun. So, um, the most important message that you would leave with my listeners, and and my listeners are network marketers, they are uh, entrepreneurs, they're small business owners, sales professionals what would you want to leave with them in terms of having your own business? And Hmm. I think, you know, going back to, you know, don't quit when it's Mm -hmm. a bad day, don't quit in the dip, but also just remembering that when you're connecting with someone, it's not about closing the sale. It's not about what can they do for me? It's about opening that journey and opening that door of how you can serve them. Yeah. And if you continually think of your, your business, your, um, whether it's a product, a service or whatnot that you're using, that how is that going to best serve them? Take yourself out of the situation. That would probably be my, like my two don't, don't quit when it feels really, really hard, but just get out of your head and into your heart, make it about them. Open that door, open that journey versus trying to close a sale. That's beautiful. And you said that earlier. And that's what I love. Um, Take it from your head to your heart, because I'm always saying that in my business, too, because, as you know, I'm in the greeting card and gifting business. And I always say when you get a tangible touch, it takes people from their head to their heart. And that's what you want to do. You want to open their heart, whether it's through the card or it's through a conversation and just showing an interest in them and what they do, as opposed to talk, talk, talk. So be a good yes. listener as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that's brilliant. Thank you for that. That's, that's really great advice. Um, so how can my, um, audience find you, Jen? I know that, um, you you're local in what you're doing, but you could also be global. And, um, if, um, if people are interested in looking for a health alternative or a health healthy practice, eating, nutrition, living, you have some amazing products in your company. And, um, and I don't mind saying what it is. If you want to just give one little how they can find you at the, um, at the end, that's awesome. Go ahead. 
Absolutely. Well, I am on all social media as Happy Healthy Mama JZ. And we are a global business with Juice Plus and Tower Garden. So we are able to go worldwide and be able to connect with the beauty of internet and social media now too. So happy to connect on any of those platforms. Awesome. That's amazing. Thank you. And I do recommend that you get in touch with Jen if you're uh, interested in any of those things. And that tower garden is something else. So you have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Thank you again. And thank you to my audience for staying tuned. If you like what you heard, please, um, please leave a review and remember to subscribe to get the next episode and also stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.